Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Pac-Man Podcast. I'm Ted Flint. Pac-Man stands for Prominent Area Conservative or Patriotic American Citizen. I haven't decided which I want to go with, but anyway, uh, it's good to be along with you. It's a Tuesday as we record this. Tomorrow is Inauguration Day, Wednesday when we usher in a new president. I won't be watching the inauguration. My wife and I, I think, have better things to do. I have to work anyway at the assembly, so I won't be able to watch it. Uh, Even if I were able, I don't think I would, because I don't believe Joe Biden was duly elected. There was fraud involved. Was it massive fraud? Well, enough, I think, to tilt the election. I've read enough about it. I think there was certainly fraud or voting irregularities, however you want to put it, in those four, five different states. And I think there was enough to swing the election to Joe Biden. And the way this president has been maligned and debased in the media and by Democrats, which are really one and the same. We all we always knew the, the media was aligned with the Democratic Party, but there's no pretense of objectivity any longer. The gloves are off the media working for the Democratic Party, and it was never more evident than these past four years. Day one, they've been after this president. And his list of accomplishments, I mean, it, it's, it's too long to read here. But you know what he's done. He's done what no president has ever been able to do. 400 miles of new border wall between the U.S. and Mexico. Uh, The trade imbalances that existed for so many years, for decades, have been narrowed. China eating our lunch. They were for decades. They are no longer doing that. But they will be again once Biden is, is sworn in. Because China owns Biden. They have something on him. He's had business dealings with China. His son has with China and the Ukraine. I, this these next four years, God help us, literally, he has got to intervene. America has survived a great deal over her 240 plus years, but of four years of Joe Biden, we're back in the Paris Climate Accords. The Iran deal is back on, back on the table. All of Trump's legacy, much of it will be snuffed out if Joe Biden gets his way in the first 100 days of his administration. He's got about a dozen executive actions he's going to take right off the bat to try to undo what President Trump did over these last four years. Unbelievable. Big tech coming out and and just banning the president from every major platform. There are hundreds of publisher employees are working to block the president from yet another platform. He's already been banned by Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and all the rest of it. I'm working here from a a column in the Western Journal. But a slice of America's literary world is demanding one that one story never be told. Donald Trump's story. Barry Liga told Publishers Weekly in explaining the rationale for an open letter demanding no publisher sign book deals with President Trump or members of his administration. They think they're our, our moral superiors, these people. Anyway, former DC Comics President Paul Levitz Journalist Sarah Weinman and Little Fires Everywhere author Celeste N.G. is how she spells her name, N.G. They're among 250 writers and members of the publishing industry to sign the letter. This according to the L.A. Times. Again, this is reprinted in the Western Journal. So no publisher. They're being urged to just say no to President Trump if he wants to publish a book after he leaves office. 
Never been done. For what purpose? What has he done that has so many people hating him? He's tried to help the lives of every American. He's peeled back globalism, and I think that's the main, the main issue. He's put America first. He's explicitly put America first. No president has ever, pub ever publicly said they were going to put America first. It's just understood they would, or else they wouldn't be president, right? He's the only president who said they would put America first, and he's done that for four years, and that's why he's hated, I think. And I think he's got the drop on a lot of these Washington politicians. He knows something about Pelosi and Schumer and the rest of them. They're phonies. And he's called them out. I love his, uh, his clemency list, though. It's grown to uh, like 100 people. He's expected to, uh, to pardon. And some of the, uh, the list really is remarkable. Some politicians, some are rappers, I'm looking through the list here, and uh, Lil Wayne is one of the people he's going to to give clemency. And uh, the other one is, that doesn't surprise me, Lil Wayne is a backer of President Trump. I wonder, Lil Wayne's a rapper. He's been around for uh, maybe 20 years, and uh, he was a vocal supporter, as was Kanye West. Of course, Kanye West was marginalized by the media. People said, hey, he's crazy. He's got to be crazy to support Trump. So they marginalized him. But Lil Wayne? A lot of rappers came out in support of Donald Trump. But a wide range of people here. Former uh, New, York, uh, New York State Assembly Speaker Sheldon Silver is being pardoned. Why would the president pardon him? If anybody needs to go to jail, it's Sheldon Silver, who's yet to spend one day behind bars. I guess now he's claiming his health is, is not good. He's in his late 70s. Well, you should have thought that, but about that before you, you broke laws. So Silver, Lil Wayne, and who else? Uh, it's the, the list isn't completed, but I guess it's about 100 people, upwards of 100. I'm reading here from a piece from Yahoo News, so take that for what it's worth. But the president is unlikely likely to issue preemptive pardons to his children and other close associates. And the sources say they do not expect President Trump to issue a pardon for himself, although the sources noted the conversations have been fluid and the president has been known to change his mind. He is, uh, he is unpredictable. But anyway, this is a little Wayne. Dwayne Michael Carter is his real name. Uh, pled guilty in December, this past December, to illegally possessing a loaded, gold-plated forty-five caliber handgun while traveling to South Florida on a private plane in December of 19. So Wayne met Trump in Florida in October of this past year and tweeted a photo of the meeting. And, of course, now in the rap world, he's per persona non grata because he supports Donald Trump. You know, as far as the, uh, the inauguration itself, I'm sure you've all seen the pictures of the 20,000, 25,000 National Guardsmen patrolling D.C. I mean, it looks like something out of North Korea, which is what we can expect from a, a Biden administration. He's a totalitarian, or people in his inner circle are certainly totalitarians. Uh, Kamala Harris comes to mind. Who's going to run in 2024? President Trump has been talked about as running again. I'm not sure he will, though. You know, I did it first. I thought maybe he'd run again like uh, uh, Grover Cleveland served two non-consecutive terms, and uh, Andrew Jackson was cheated out of his first uh, election in 1824 by John Quincy Adams, and uh, he won the rematch in 1828. I don't, think, I don't think Donald Trump is going to run again. 
he's got a certain look about him. I, I just don't think maybe he's up to it. I mean, if anybody would be up to it, it would be Donald Trump. But I, I don't think he likes losing for one thing. And if he were to run again and lose again in the same fashion, it, it, may, it would kill him, maybe. That's what I'm thinking. Anyway, who will run in 2024? Will it be another Republican? It doesn't have to be. You know, I was watching Tulsi Gabbard, the uh, uh, representative from Hawaii recently, and uh, she struck me as somebody who's going to have to leave the Democrat Party. Now, she's on board with a lot of the social liberalism of the Democratic, Par uh, Democratic Party, but her foreign policy uh, philosophy is anything but democratic. She has said right from the time she was campaigning for president uh, last year, she said it, it's, it's wrong for America to be involved in all these foreign conflicts. She was in the military. She served in Afghanistan. I forget in what capacity. But she's the only elected Democrat who I think understands what populism is and that it cuts both ways. Now, Bernie Sanders is a, pop, a populist on the left, a hard left. But I think Gabbard understands that there are a lot of people, a lot of Americans out there who do not live and breathe politics the way a lot of us in the business do. They just don't care. They're busy raising their families and working. I mean, they have a casual interest in it, maybe. So if you can appeal to those people, some of their aspirations and their hopes and dreams, and if you promise you'll, you'll fight for them the way Donald Trump has fought for us, these people will turn out and vote for you in large numbers, the way they did for Donald Trump in 16 and even in larger numbers in 2020. And I think Gabbard is positioning herself as a populist leader for the 2024 race. That's what I'm thinking. That's what I've been reading. I think she's, she's positioning herself, as a lot of these Republicans are too, the ones who are distancing themselves from Trump now. Uh, not Ted Cruz so much, but some of the others. Not just the rhinos, but some of the other Republicans who've kind of been with him tacitly for four years. They're now separating themselves from him a little bit because they have, I think, uh, designs on the White House themselves in 2024. We'll see what happens. I don't want to talk the entire... 15 or 20 minutes about politics, uh, sports, NFL. This this weekend is probably going to be a, probably the biggest weekend in the NFL, maybe even bigger than the Super Bowl. Some of the Super Bowls never quite pan out to uh, what they're expected to be. But I think this coming weekend, the Packers and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the NFC title game, that's going to be that's a marquee matchup. You have the number one offense in the NFL Aaron Rodgers and the Packers going up against one of the best defenses, maybe not in yardage allowed, but I think the Tampa Bay Bucks, as they proved last week against New Orleans, have a premier defense. I don't know all the names. There's number 45. I think he's a linebacker for Tampa Bay. Um, he was incredible. Big guy. Fast and good and young. I guess he was a high draft choice, and he is among many great defensive players the Bucks have. Of course, you have Tom Brady, who's won six Super Bowls. So he knows how to win the big games, as Aaron Rodgers does too. I think the team they put around him this year is probably one of the best teams he's had around him since the, the Super Bowl team of 2010-2011. So we'll, uh, yeah, that's the marquee matchup for me. I've been a Packer fan since 1967. That's the first Super Bowl I remember. It was the second Super Bowl. The Packers won the first one in 66 against the Chiefs. They won the second Super Bowl against the Raiders in 67. That's the one I remember. 
in 67 when Donnie Anderson was the halfback and and uh, Jim Grabowski and Elijah Pitts. I don't remember the the first Super Bowl they had Jim Taylor and and uh, Paul Horning. But the second one I remember and I've been a Packer fan ever since. You know, all through the years, the the lean years of the 70s and early 80s. But now it appears they're knocking on the door and I know a lot of people are picking Tampa Bay, but I think the Packers at home it's going to be in the low 20s with the uh, snow expected. I mean Tampa Bay where they play when it gets cold, what, what's it get, 55 or 60 in Tampa Bay when it gets cold? Green Bay in January, I like the pa- uh, Packers' chances. Now, Kansas City and Buffalo is a matchup that I think a lot of people are just, you know, reflexively saying uh, Kansas City's a better team, they're going to win. I'm not sure that uh, that Mahomes is ready to play. He suffered a concussion. I don't know what the protocols are for, for concussions. He may sit out this weekend's game against Buffalo, and if Kansas City does win, I think he, he may be ready for the Super Bowl, but I don't think Mahomes is going to play this Sunday in that game. And Buffalo has got a, a really, really good defense, as they showed against against a very good offense in the Baltimore Ravens. They shut down uh, Lamar Jackson. I mean, they shut his behind down. And if they can shut him down, uh, I think they're going to shut down Hemi, who's the, I think it's, or Henny rather, H-E-N-N-E. He's the replacement for Mahomes. Did a great job against uh, uh, Cleveland last week. You know, so Kansas City and Green Bay are the two best teams. I think they've been the two best teams all year. But it's uh, it may not be Kansas City, Green Bay. It could very well be Tampa Bay, Buffalo. Who knows? Before we go, let me just uh, remind you, if you're thinking of starting a podcast, and uh, you just haven't been able to get it together, you know, it's easy to do. If I can do it, you can do it. There's no better time than now to start a podcast. So if you want to do that, Buzzsprout is hands down the best way, the easiest way to launch a podcast. Not only that, but Buzzsprout gets your show listed in every major podcast platform. You'll get a great-looking podcast website, audio players that you can drop into other websites, detailed analytics to see how people are listening to your show, tools to promote your episodes, and so much more. So why not join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout and get your message out to the world? All you have to do, follow the link in the show notes and get started today. Plus, if you sign up for a paid plan, they're going to give you a $20 Amazon gift card. Again, just follow the link in the show notes so that Buzzsprout knows that I, the prominent area conservative, Ted Flint sent you Buzzsprout, the easiest way to launch a podcast. That's going to wrap things up for this edition. We will talk to you real soon. Thanks again for tuning us in. And if the Lord wills it, and hopefully he does, we'll talk real soon. The Pac-Man Podcast was recorded by Ted Flint. Produced and edited by Ken Burns. Music by Kevin McLeod. Be sure to tune in to the next episode of the Pac-Man Podcast with Ted Flint.